today on Locked On A's. We're talking about Billy Bean's new role with the Oakland A's and also David Force's new role with the Oakland A's and what that means for the Oakland A's. I got some questions. I'm going to I'm going to let you guys know what they are, but I got lots of questions. We're going to we're going to try and come to a conclusion today. And then uh, a little bit later we're going to be talking about the guys that the A's non-tendered on Friday. There's three of them. Uh, you're going to know at least one of their names, hopefully. So let's get into it, you guys. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 494 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first lesson of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. Uh, so go uh, go over there, uh, subscribe to the channel, leave us a comment, leave us a little thumbs up, that uh, that, that helps. So go do those things. And also make sure to follow us on social media, uh, on Twitter, because that's still alive, uh, at Locked on A's, and also on Instagram, which may become the, the new outlet for all of the thoughts. So get ready for the backup plan at <laughs> Locked on A's on Twitter as well. I'm also at ByJasonB on Twitter. And uh, if you're on Mastodon, I'm at Burke. So there's that that backup plans. Um, and then also make sure to follow us. Uh, the, the blog that I have over at, uh, it's a it's affiliated with Sports Illustrated. It's an A's blog. It's called Inside the A's. And uh, we, we, got, we got some good stuff. So if you want this stuff, uh, like the things that we're talking about b- before the, the beginning of the week, I, I did it over the weekend. So there you go. There, there's my work. It's on Inside the A's. So go check that out and follow us over at Inside the A's on Twitter and on Facebook. But let's talk a little bit about Billy Bean and his new role because I don't know necessarily what it is. Um, I know what they said that it is, but I also... I feel like there's more at play here, and we're going to find out what what he's actually doing uh, as time elapses. But for right now... Interested. Um, Billy Bean is now a senior advisor to the managing partner, and uh, that that's that's John Fisher. He's a senior advisor to John Fisher. Uh, I believe that like Dave Stewart and Ricky Henderson and Raleigh Fingers. Uh, I think that they're all at the senior advisors as well. So I don't know that they really holds a lot of like cachet. They're, they're treating it like it's a promotion, but it, it seems like it's like yeah, you go do other things and. You're still sort of with the A's. We can call you if we need to. He's like freelance working with the A's now is what it feels like. Um, according to the, the, the press release, it said, quote, he'll be working closely with John Fisher on strategic decisions. And if that is the case, so many questions. So, like, what decisions is it? Like, should I spend money? And then Billy Bean's gonna be like, yes. And he's like, overruled. Uh, I don't know that that's gonna be helpful. I, I, I really want to know what decisions he's going to be helping John Fisher with. I know that Billy Bean has a small stake uh, in the A's, like an ownership stake in the A's. And this is mostly supposed to be so that he can go pursue other ventures and do other things outside of baseball, which uh, we got a glimpse of the headlines for that uh, a couple years ago when his group uh, Red Ball was supposed to be uh, 
getting a, a big stake in the Fenway Sports Group, I want to say it's called, um, it, the, the, the partnership with uh, the Red Sox owner over there. And uh, that, that fell apart. They couldn't raise enough money, so that fell apart. And so he stayed with the A's for another couple of years and then traded everybody again. Uh, you know, Billy Bean just doing Billy Bean things. Uh, it's coming up, we'll talk about his legacy, so if you got some thoughts on Billy Bean's legacy, leave them in the comments below, because uh, that's going to be an interesting conversation for people to have. And I'm also interested to see what his legacy is among A's fans, because uh, well, I'll, I'll get into my views later, but um, I know that he's divisive among among A's fans. But So he's going to be advising John Fisher and... Is he going to be helping with, like, the ballpark situation? Is he going to be, like, taking over for Dave Cavill and some of these negotiations with, hopefully, uh, the, the city of Oakland and trying to get Howard Terminal built? Because that would be nice. Because Billy Bean is kind of a local celebrity. And maybe he can kind of, you know, get things going where Dave Cavill is um, working for the owner of the Oakland A's. And so uh, he doesn't have that, uh, that community service that Billy Bean does. And so maybe that's part of it or maybe he's going to be uh you know scouting around and be like yeah yeah so what what's up with uh nashville and other places that aren't las vegas and maybe the a's are going to be broadening their search and they need all owner hands on deck for their scouring of the country and uh so i i don't know what's going on there it could also be that this is just a paper move and he's actually not really working with the a's much anymore and this is for pr purposes and uh he's it, it's not really doing much because uh he he was the he was the president of baseball operations, and he was doing that kind of stuff, but uh, it, it felt like he was already kind of doing this stuff already, so it might just be a paper move, and, uh, you know, David Forrest has already been the GM, and he's been running more than I think a usual GM does, so now he's going to be the president of baseball operations, taking over Billy Bean's old uh, title at least. Uh, so David Force is going to be doing that. Whether or not the A's are going to be bringing in a GM before the beginning of the season or this offseason, wh whenever they're going to do it, I don't know, or if they are. Um, but I, I think that Billy Owens, who is one of the A's three assistant general managers, uh, and he's been coveted by a lot of teams, he would be the logical pick so that you can keep him in-house, and he's you know, turned down some other offers, I, or at least he's been in the running. I don't know if he's turned down any offers, but he's been in the running, and uh, this would be a way to keep him Keep them with the A's because the, the A's like them and so do other teams. And you'll want to keep those guys around uh, if if they want to go a different route. Uh, James Click is available and he just won a World Series. I know that they have a lot of infrastructure in Houston. So he, he didn't he, he didn't mess it up, though. So he didn't he didn't screw everything up. He still led them to a World Series and he kind of righted the ship. And I believe that he came over uh, to Houston from the Tampa Bay Rays. So he's got some good experience in that realm uh, of not spending a lot of money. The Astros also don't spend, I mean, they spend money sort of, but they don't like re-sign free agents at all. So uh, there's that. It's all development and maybe he could help on that front. But Billy Owens is the logical pick here for a replacement for David Forrest, who is now going to be the president of baseball operations. And uh, really, this all boils down to like, what, what, what's going to happen here? Who's going to be the ASGM? And what is Billy Bean going to be helping with? These are my questions after uh, Friday's press release. And I don't know that we're going to have answers anytime soon. Um, it, it could be at the winter meetings if he's around and taking questions. But, it, you know, he's freelancing now. So who knows what he's into? Maybe he 
has like a ski trip planned uh, for that week. And uh, I don't believe that there is snow in San Diego, so he might not be doing the skiing in San Diego. Uh, so we'll see what happens here. I, I'm intrigued. It is going to be a new era of A's fandom and just uh, A's baseball now that Billy Bean is taking a step back. Um, he has been in the organization for 33 years, and I have been alive for 37, so most of my life, Billy Bean has been there. Uh, you know, we unfortunately uh, lost Ray Fossey last offseason. Uh, that's obviously a much worse circumstance, but now Billy Bean, and that, that's, a, that's, a lot of our, that's a lot of our ace fandom right there is those two guys. Uh, because we haven't had a lot of like faces of the franchise, so those two guys have been had been around for a long time, and uh, now we don't get to see them as much, and that stinks. But uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens there. Um, also, I'm not trying to equate Ray Fossey's passing to Billy Bean stepping away and having a different role. That's not f fair, but um, you know, it, it's similar in the the fact that they have been that they had been very big in the A's. Uh, public face for so many years, and that is what we got to see for so long. So uh, th that is that, and we're, we're going to talk about Billy Bean's legacy coming up here in just a second, so stay locked in, you guys. Bet Online is your number one source for betting sports info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football and football to basketball to soccer to esports. Uh, they've got it all over at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, and I'm guessing you do because you're listening to one right now, you can find those at Bet Online as well. They are the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, the World Cup, the biggest event in the world, started on Sunday. So, uh, one, watch it. It's super fun. And two, uh, they got some stuff over about online for you guys if you want to dabble. Go ahead and dabble. Also, uh, FIFA, not a great organization, so be careful with your dabbling. Uh, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more because Bet Online is where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. We're on YouTube. Go uh, watch this happen on video. Yeah. Uh, also, make sure to subscribe to the podcast uh, wherever you like, wherever else you like to hear podcasts. Uh, follow us on social media uh, at at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. You can also follow Inside the A's for more A's news and analysis than you get here, because uh, I get 30 minutes, but I can have as long as I want to just write a little thing over there. So uh, go follow Inside the A's on Twitter and on Facebook at. Inside the A's. Uh, and also, thank you guys so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. Uh, for your second lesson, go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast because they do great stuff, especially the Monday episodes. They're talking about football the day before. Oh, catch up and here's some hot takes, you guys. Monday episodes, great episodes. Go check them out because today's Monday and uh, go have some fun. But let's talk about Billy Bean's legacy with the Oakland A's. As I mentioned, he had been with the organization as a player and then later in the front office and scouting and doing all that stuff for 33 years. That is so long to stay at one friggin' job. Granted, he's had some promotions, but holy crap, long time. Um, he's going to be a divisive character in A's fandom and how he is perceived in among A's fans. But on the one hand, 
you got the A's. They, they, they made the postseason under his watch 11 times in 23 seasons. Um, and this is only dating back to the year 2000. So 11 times in 23 seasons. But they also uh, haven't had that many deep runs in the playoffs either. They've won, I believe, two playoff series. And one of those was in 2020, the Hurricane season, uh, against the White Sox. And then the other one was in 2006. And then they got swept in the ALCS. So that stinks. Um, so one of them, they won a wild card series and got to the ALDS and then lost badly to the Houston Astros. Um, so there's that. But then also, uh, would the A's have had a better run with somebody else at the home? Um, because that the ownership group is the one that's determining how much he can spend. And he's trying to make a, a competitive team with whatever he's given to spend. And he's, he's doing his best. So there's that. Um, you could always look at a team like the Tampa Bay Rays, who are most of the time, I'm going to say perennially, but I'm not sure that they are perennially uh, perennially in contention, but they're, they're close most years, and they don't spend a lot of money. They're usually towards the, in the, the bottom third of payroll, uh, much like the Ace, and you could look at them and be like, well, how come they can do it, but we can't? Uh, that is because they spend so much more money and resources on development and on their front office, and the A's have not done that part. So uh, that, again, is ownership, not necessarily Billy Bean's fault. I'm not trying to be a, a Billy Bean shill here or, you know, a, a, a mark for Billy Bean, but it's how I interpret things. And I, I think that, obviously, uh, trading guys like Cespedes or... Uh, Donaldson, those suck. Those aren't fun. Uh, Mulder, Hudson, name your favorite A's player in the last 20 years. Uh, yeah, he probably got traded by Billy Bean. Uh, uh, Marcus Semien, they, they let him walk, so that's a difference. Uh, also, Liam Hendricks, they let him walk, but uh, Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, Chris Bassett, Sean Manaya, all those guys. But, and then he brings in guys like Bailey Butler. So, you know, great time all around. Um, so there's obviously things that you can you, you can point to and be like, oh, well, I didn't like that. Billy Bean, what are you doing? Uh, but I think that, you know, his hands are somewhat tied. And how, how are people going to be uh, viewing David Force in just a couple of years um, or after his first teardown? Uh, <laughs> what, what happens if the A's move to Vegas? Is that David Force's fault now, or is that ownership's fault? We're going to find out. But I think that it's going to be, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how he is remembered. I think that the media loves him because he's a good quote. Um, and, you know, he's he's done a good job. They, they recognize mostly that he's done a, a decent job. Um, some of the trades haven't worked out. Like trading Donaldson was probably the right move. The, the guys that I brought in uh, didn't pan out very well. <laughs> so you could, that's where I, I would say uh, it, it didn't work out on that trade. Um, trading Cespedes, uh, the, he said that the, the pitching wasn't going to add up or, you know, uh, last for the entirety of the season and that they were already kind of trending downward and to get somebody like John Lester, you had to trade somebody like Joanna Cespedes and uh, the team created her immediately and it sucked. And then John Lester uh, apparently couldn't throw to first, which, they didn't know, so that was a scouting thing that they probably should have picked up on before they traded the heart and soul of the A's offense uh, for a guy who couldn't throw to first base. But, hey, John Lester was the postseason pitcher at that time, and it it was a risky move, but 
I don't know that the A's were going to be competitive the following season anyway. And I mean, they traded everybody, but they also were not competitive the next season. So it, it, there's there's a lot of damned if you do, damned if you don't with Billy Bean's tenure. And I, I'm I'm more optimistic. I like to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, you know, I saw Moneyball. Great movie. Honestly, one of the best baseball movies of all time. Uh, and I'm saying that as a fully biased A's fan. <laughs> but I, I I like Moneyball, and uh, I don't get that movie without Billy Bean doing his thing. And, uh, you know, he, he changed the game, I think. So from a broader, like a national perspective, I think that uh, he'll be revered a little bit more. He's still doing, you know, talks and stuff on the national circuit, uh, doing doing speaks, doing speakings. <laughs> and uh, he's he's... Uh, he's a great business mind, and I think that he changed the game of baseball by introducing sabermetrics, uh, you know, on, on a larger scale than I think was uh, done before, and then told everybody about it. And I think that is where I would change something for Billy Bean: is keep that one under your hat for a while, Billy. Don't like get into the gig and then two years later you're like, yeah, so Scott Hatterberg, guess what? <laughs> oh man, we have this great uh, way of calculating things. Uh, he, here's how we did it. Uh, oh crap! Everybody else has money. That's that. That would be my gripe with Billy Bean is uh, don't tell everybody the secret sauce. Um, but hey, he stayed with the A's and that was kind of cool. So that was nice of him. <laughs> but I think that the A's probably wouldn't have done much better with another GM. Uh, they might not have had somebody as as long as Billy Bean either. Um, I think that he he did he gave us probably the best product that could have been produced I don't without, you know, re-signing guys and spending money. He did a good job. And so uh, it's going to stink that he's leaving, but I'm intrigued to see what some other voices do in the front office as well. Uh, David Forrest has already been, you know, a big voice in the front office, but uh, whoever the new GM is, uh, how, how does David Forrest, like, intake some of the things that he's being told? Uh, does he come up to different conclusions? What's going on there? So I, I'm interested to see what happens with the process in the front office and see if that leads to different results. Cause uh, there's some interesting things going on with the A's and you know, they're, they're targeting guys with changeups that move. Apparently they're going for guys that make a little bit more contact and don't strike out as much. Uh, so is that a, a forced move? Was that a Billy move? What um, was that a Billy Owens move? Let's find out. Uh, so I am, I'm intrigued to see what happens with the A's moving forward, but I, I gotta, you know, get, give my claps for Billy Bean cause he did a good job, and uh, just don't move the team, Billy. I know that you're advising John Fisher now, but don't move the team, Billy. Uh, but really, though, let me know down below what you think of Billy Bean's tenure and, uh, you know, your best and worst moments of Billy Bean's tenure down in the comments below on YouTube. But coming up, we're talking about the three guys at the A's non-tendered. So that'll be, that'll be fun. It's not going to... We're going to talk about it anyway. Let's talk about it. If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On A's listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. And why don't you want to miss it? It's because Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report for the third year in a row. That is some quality uh, awards that they're getting over there. 
And they've done it three years in a row now. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get priority police response. If you want some of that action, all you got to do is take some action and don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend, and that is that you can get 50% off of any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so do not wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. There's no safe like a Simply Safe. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Uh, follow us on social media at Locked On Ace on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. Also, make sure to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel over on YouTube uh, at Locked On A's over there and follow Inside the A's on Twitter and on Instagram for all of your latest A's content. Uh, but let's talk about the three guys the A's non-tendered on Friday at the deadline. Uh, it was reliever Diolis Guerra, who did not pitch in 2022, uh, Jared Koenig, who did pitch, and then... Uh, I wanted to say Jarek McKinnon, David McKinnon, uh, who uh, he, he had a cup of coffee with the Oakland A's, but uh, he was a waiver claim in August and went over 13 with a walk. And uh, he had a great he had a great season in the minor leagues, and that did not translate uh, when he got up to the majors with both the Angels and the A's. And so he was uh, he was like, oh, he could be a, a guy that they could bring back on a minor league deal as a depth piece. Uh, see what happens with him moving forward, but. Um, uh, I don't know that, I don't know. We'll find out with him. But Dios Guerra was definitely the guy that surprised me because uh, he was projected to make $900,000 in arbitration and the major league minimum is going to be $720,000, a difference of $180,000. Um, and maybe because he's coming off of injury and uh, he had Tommy John in April, maybe that is why the A's were like, hey, we don't know when he's going to be ready. It could be like the middle of summer. Uh, let, let's see if we can get him back on a minor league deal and uh, do it that way. But um, I liked, uh, I mean, I still like deals, Kara, and I hope that he is brought back on a minor league deal uh, because he was solid. He was looking like the the new used Mero Petit of the A's bullpen, and then uh, he had, he needed Tommy John surgery, and then Domingo Acevedo became the new used Mero Petit of the A's bullpen. Uh, so I, I like the I, the thought of linking both of those guys, uh, using them just every other day, and like you go do things. You can close games if we need you to. You can just be a, a garbage time guy if we need you to. They can do anything and give you pretty solid results generally. And uh, I, I liked the idea of pairing them together, but maybe they don't bring him back. Uh, maybe he is just like a depth piece and they bring him back on a minor league deal. And uh, it, it would take some some things that happen for him to get back into the bullpen. But um, I like the Oluscare. He seemed like a nice guy. Uh, but Jared Koenig was the other guy. He was the lefty that the A's had. Uh, he pitched in 10 games, I believe, for the A's in 2022. He did five of those as a starter. Uh, starting pitching was not going well for him in the big leagues. He went 1-3 with a 6.39 ERA in five starts. And then he made five appearances out of the bullpen. And uh, four of those were really, really good against really good competition down the stretch. Uh, he also got blown up by the Mets. So that, that didn't go well. Um, part of the reason why I think that he was one DFA'd and two having success, uh, out of the bullpen was he would pitch like every four or five days, kind of like a starter, but out of the bullpen for, you know, three innings ish, uh, two, three innings. 
And uh, I, I don't know that he could make that last in the bullpen going a couple of innings here, a couple of innings there, and needing that much time in between. He wouldn't, he'd be like a end of the end of the roster kind of guy. So it makes sense that they DFA'd him, I guess. Uh, but I thought that he could have had a, a nice role in the A's bullpen uh, at the big league level, but it makes sense because the A's have lots of bullpen options and uh, they, they could also pitch a lot more frequently. So there's that. Uh, but the good news here for now is that Tony Kemp was not DFA'd. I believe he's expected to make uh, $3.9 million uh, through arbitration in his final year of arbitration before hitting the free agent market. He's expressed a desire to stay with the Oakland A's, and he uh, he was here this year. He knows what he's in for, and he wants to be kind of a mentor to the young guys, and he did a good job of that down the stretch in 2022. He had a good second half in 2022. He's definitely worth the $3.9 million. So there's that. So for now, he is still with the A's organization, but uh, are they going to trade him now? <laughs> that is the other option. Uh, I did try to put him in a deal with the Chicago White Sox uh, with my crossover trading Sean Murphy because they needed a second baseman. I was like, yeah, Tony Kemp might get non-tendered. You, you want him? He's, he's good. I like him. He'd be solid for you guys. And so I could see him being traded for not a lot, but, you know, traded. Um, but we'll see what happens there. I think that if the A's do, in fact, keep him, that would be a solid sign for hopefully what is to come with the Oakland A's. But um, for right now, they did not non-tender Tony Kemp. So hopefully that means that uh, they might spend a little bit of money this offseason. Not a lot. Not, I'm not expecting huge expense. They're not signing Aaron Judge unless he really falls from grace. <laughs> but um, I, I don't think that they're going to be getting Aaron Judge. But maybe Tony Kemp. Maybe. Just maybe. He might actually be on the A's in 2023. I guess we'll have to wait and find out. Uh, but that's all that I got for you guys today. Uh, I apologize for uh, the end of last week. There's been a lot of stuff going on. The entire house has been sick. Not me and not the baby but everybody else. So it has been a lot. Uh, my dad also start, started cancer treatment on Thursday, and uh, I think that that was kind of weighing on my head a little bit. So mental space was not great um, after being with the baby for 12 hours. And then also that um, just wasn't it. And also not having anybody to watch him while I recorded. Uh, so I apologize for the delay in getting some of this stuff to you guys and for, you know, not being there for you, but I, I wrote some stuff at Inside the A's, so there's that. Um, but that is all that I got for you guys today. Tomorrow, uh, we're going to be doing a fun crossover episode with Lindsey Crosby of Locked On MLB Prospects talking about, uh, we're going to talk about the Rule 5 draft coming up, who the A's could be targeting in that. We're going to be talking about the A's farm system as it sits currently, and also the 2023 draft and some of the top guys in that draft and who the A's could be targeting there. We still don't know where the A's are picking, but... Who's at the top of the list right now? Because the A's could have their pick of one of like a bunch of guys. So uh, I'm excited to do that chat with Lindsey Crosby on tomorrow's show. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. So thank you so much for making the Locked On A's your first listen of the day. For your second listen, go check out Locked On Sports today. Uh, from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today is available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, go subscribe because 
good. It's a good time. And uh, if you watch on YouTube, Peter Bukowski, super handsome guy. He likes the Packers, but super handsome. So go go check out Lockdown Sports for today, guys. But that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Ace fans. And I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.